everyone, and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. Each week, join career coaches and Pivot Discovery co-founders, Alexandra Balistrieri and Kimberly Tilly, as they interview an extraordinary and inspiring guest who successfully pivoted away from unfulfilling work to pursue their dreams. Benefit from their insight and experience and leave with actionable tips to reframe your future. Welcome to this week's episode of the Pivot Podcast. My name is Alexandra Balistrieri, and I'm here with my co-host and Pivot Discovery co-founder, Kimberly Tilly. And today, we are so pleased to be joined by our guest, financial consultant, Linda Pappas-Schillig. Welcome, Linda. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Linda, before we talk about your current work as a financial consultant, we really wanted to go back and talk about your journey. Where did you start out and and what were you doing before you pivoted to your current career? I started my career in the Boston area and I was in sales for a a contract staffing company. So it was information technology staffing. And contracting is certainly mainstream today, but 25 years ago, it was really just getting off the ground. So there weren't a lot of people doing that kind of consulting. Exactly. And there also, there weren't a lot of companies that understood how they could augment their team, their staff with contractors. So being one of the pioneers of that type of work, was it something that you enjoyed? I loved it. I I really did. We we called ourselves missionaries because we were really (laughs) educated. Yeah, we were educating uh, clients about the benefits, looking at hiring people that weren't permanent. I spent my days setting up meetings and meeting with high-level information technology managers of some of the largest companies in Boston. That's awesome. Once you left that role, could you tell us a little bit about what made you realize you were ready to move on? Sure. I think a, a lot of people after they've been in one industry for a long time, they start feeling that they're they're just not being challenged. And for me, it manifested itself because I would wake up in the morning kind of with that pit in my stomach, knowing that I wasn't learning anymore and just wasn't working for me any longer. And it was kind of a pivotal moment because I realized that staying in this former career was just not an option. I realized I really just had two choices. I could leave and not work, which was not an option, or I could reinvent myself. I want to emphasize this to all of our listeners out there that this is a super common issue. We come across this all the time with the people that we coach and talking to friends and family, that issue of not feeling challenged and feeling challenged and motivated and engaged is really key to professional growth and it's necessary to work satisfaction. It's all about feeling fulfilled and having fun and feeling that you're enjoying what you do. That's so true. And the word you use really intrigued me, Linda. You said you were ready to reinvent yourself. I'm curious, what was your vision for what you wanted to do And well, first tell us about that. What was your vision for what you wanted to do? Realizing that you need to reinvent yourself is kind of a daunting feeling. I started to think about what I like to talk about. 
And what personally did I find worthwhile for myself? And what story could I tell about why I'm doing this and why I should be hired? It sounds like you were apprehensive about going into a new field. Was that because you had been a consultant for a long time? Partly, yes. It was really the only thing I knew. But also, you worry about age discrimination. Ah, yes. And what's it going to be like looking for a job when you're over 50? Not only over 50, but in a new career where you'd be starting kind of at the at the bottom rung. That's something a lot of people really struggle with. And it ends up keeping so many people in a career that they're no longer interested in. And it's wonderful that you were able to move past that and to actually have enough faith in yourself to go for it and to find something that you were interested in and something that was you know, intriguing to you and you liked going to work again. Most people can identify with that feeling in the pit of their stomach when they really don't want to go somewhere, but that's their job and they have to go there almost every day. One of the things I learned through my journey is I would recommend that people think about an industry where you would be a specialist versus a generalist. A specialist is someone or a position that would require a degree, a certification, or a license, something that you would have to work towards. The reason why I think that's important is because my experience, not just my own, but other people's, is that specialists are less likely to face age discrimination. That's a really interesting point. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Think about when you get on a plane. The first thing I always like to do is is look for the pilot. And if I see a pilot that looks like he has experience, then I think, oh, okay, good. Woo, I like that. Because if (laughs) something were to come up, they probably have more experience in it. That's my perspective. I don't know what experts say in this area, but it definitely bore out in my pivoting to a, a second career. It's actually very solid advice. And the last thing you want to see on a plane is a nervous looking pilot. <laughs> you know, that's completely understandable and that it's a good strategy. If there's something that you're an expert in, even if you're going to a different field or something, if you're maybe going from working in IT to working in mm-hmm. distribution, like you could mm-hmm. still have some common commonalities there. Well, exactly. And, you know, you bring up a good point because At the beginning of all this, I said to myself, well, if I'm meant to do this, why didn't I do this at the beginning of my career? And really what I came to believe is that I wouldn't be the financial planner I am today if I didn't have that experience earlier on in my career. Because what I bring with me and what I think anyone brings with them when you reinvent yourself is you bring your career training, you bring perspective. And you bring empathy. And I think that in any position, to be able to bring those human traits is so important. I agree. It sounds like you had this vision for what you wanted to do. You wanted to go into financial planning and you knew that your experience could work in your favor and not against you. 
How did you make that shift though? Like what were some steps that you took? I actually did a couple of things. One of the first things I told myself is that I'm going to commit to this and that failure is not going to be an option. By making that how I was going to achieve this, it made it a lot easier. And I didn't expect that. What would happen is when I would encounter rejection or hurdles, I didn't take it personally because I would think to myself, okay, that's fine, but I know I'm going to be successful. It's just not going to work with your organization or your team or whatever the situation was. So it didn't make you call into question your decision to make this leap just because the first company didn't snap you right up. It didn't. And and I think that in a second career, you have to have that commitment because it's so easy to say, well, it's not going to work after one or two or three, whatever the number is of rejections. It's easy to fall back. That's true. And it's also easy for people to talk themselves out of even trying because they imagine these circumstances happening. Absolutely. The other tip I would suggest is to create your story because the bottom line is what you want to do is not interesting. It, it's just not, right? <laughs> what, it, it's not. But what's interesting is why you want to do it. What's the personal reason why you feel that you bring something different to the table? That's what's interesting. And that's what's going to set you apart. Find your why. I love it. Yeah, it's all driven out of passion and why you want to do something. And I was just kind of thinking about that first piece of advice that you gave. We had Kristen Sherry. She's the founder of UMAP two or three weeks ago. And she was talking about something very similar. I mean, like just because you're rejected or you get a couple no's, like just having that self-awareness, I know I'm good at this and I know I really like that. You know, that really gives you the drive to continue to pursue. You have to know like deep inside, be really confident that you can do it. You're exactly right. But not only that you can do it, but that it's something that financially is going to be rewarding for you as well. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you struggled with at all when you left your former job? Will you be able to, to make a living doing this thing that you want to do? Well, it was. It absolutely was. At the beginning, I didn't understand at what level I would start at and then how quickly I could aspire to be what I want to be right? Because it's not like I wanted to spend five or 10 years, I don't want to say in the trenches, but I wanted to be able to achieve the level I wanted in a fairly, I don't want to say expeditious, but you you see what I'm saying. If I only have, let's say, 15 years in the industry, I don't want to spend half of that getting there. Exactly. And you do want to capitalize on the experience that you've had because you are bringing something to the table. It's not like you're just walking into your very first job. You have something to offer people already. And what I started thinking about that when I would tell my story is certainly I find working with all clients to be rewarding. But I, I 
especially find rewarding working with women. The reason being is that we have different planning and retirement needs. First of all, we live longer. And second of all, women in general are not as aggressive as men are with their finances. So the combination of those two factors make the overall retirement outlook a little different than it is with men. Do women come to you or, or specifically come to you or do you market to women or, or is it just something where when women come to you, you actually have something specific to offer to them? Many companies, including my own, realize that women's needs are different. And there is a lot of information and marketing that go towards that. But in my practice, no, I, I don't highlight that as something that my company would market for me. But it's just something that if you do have a client, a woman that is looking at her retirement and her planning, that's just something that you're keeping in mind which is something that any good practitioner is very focused on the client and what that client needs. It's awesome that you have that extra perspective. Absolutely. And I think being able to work with women and say, hey, I understand. I truly understand the different challenges. And I think that resonates with many of my clients. Yeah, it's definitely more of a custom tailored approach because every client has a different need. Right. Now we fast forwarded to the current state. Could you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing now, financial consultant? Are you enjoying your work? Um, Are you still happy you made the change? Absolutely. I, I could not be happier. And that's why I love talking about this topic because it's truly worth it. And it's, it's absolutely life changing. What I do is I meet with clients to discuss their financial goals, what's important to them, and if they're close to retirement, understand what will retirement look like, what what is their lifestyle, how do they want to use their money and use their assets to be able to fund now a retirement. And I'm just amazed at how many different Everyone has a different vision of retirement. Some people look forward to it. Some people don't. And it's such a great question because no, truly no two are the same. Linda, uh, you mentioned that when you, near the end of your time, when you were doing the contracting work that you would wake up and you Mm -hmm. had that gnawing feeling in the pit of your stomach. Have you ever experienced that same feeling in your new world? Not once. It's just something that I truly enjoy doing and would not want to be anywhere else. So many people would look at where you are right now and maybe not understand that you went through some of the same emotions that they're feeling like uncertainty, not knowing what to expect. And now you're at this Mm -hmm. place where you're actually excited and you enjoy your work. That makes a huge difference, especially for our listeners who are thinking about making a change or they're hesitant to make a change, it's normal to feel what they're feeling, but also know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. And, and my advice would be go for it. Go for it. You no, most likely don't need to quit your job that you're in. But my viewpoint also was, I don't have anything to lose. 
I was unhappy. So I truly believe that anything would have been better. I love that. I bet there's been a huge shift in your work with shelter in place and with COVID and unemployment is at all time high. And have you seen an influx of clients coming to you and needing to reestablish their financial plans and their future? And Uh, the answer is yes. I've met with many, many clients in the tourism and transportation industry who have been affected who were not expecting to lose their job or to have to retire early. There's a, a real sense of unknown and fear. And they look to myself and my colleagues to help them get their arms around how things look for their retirement and let them know that we're going to put a plan together that you're going to be comfortable with. And we'll be able to give you some options that hopefully will be satisfactory. It's great that they can count on you and have like at least something, a plan to refer back to and help keep them motivated and charging on. And what is one tip you would offer to someone who is in a situation similar to yours? I would have people think about or visualize the job that they want. What, what would the day-to-day look like for that? Do your homework and then build your story. Mm-hmm. My story was when I decided to make this change that I was one of those nerds only in my 20s that would wait for the next morning for... <laughs> the paper to come out where where they published how your funds did and everyone would laugh. But I found that building a story of what made me unique and why I'm, why I'm so interested in this industry, but everyone has their story and make it personal Mm -hmm. and make it yours. No one else could tell this story to another employer. And that's what's going to differentiate you. That's great advice. Just visualize and make it personal. Mm -hmm. I love the visualization aspect of that. Imagination almost always comes first in any successful endeavor. I totally agree. You've had some major pivots in your career and you've done some incredible things. I'm curious, what what do you anticipate that the future holds for you? What's next? Well, not another career change, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, I haven't thought that much about that. It's definitely, I found a home where I am with my brokerage firm that I work with. And I continue to be challenged. And in the finance industry, there's always new certifications to go for. While I think the job will remain the same, what I really enjoy is that there's just unlimited amount of knowledge and training out there. That's probably where the biggest shift will come for me. So you're going to expand rather than, than shift. I love it. Yes, exactly. 
I'm done shifting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you found what you like to do, you don't need to continue to shift, you know, when, when you're there and you've achieved this success. If our listeners should want to connect with you, what would be the best way for them to contact you? The best way is through LinkedIn. Okay. Linda, thank you so much for being on. You shared such an interesting perspective and your success is really going to be inspiring to a lot of people who struggle with this. And it's great to hear from somebody who's been through it and who's done it very successfully. So thank you so much for being on today. Thank you so much, Linda. Uh, Well, you guys, thank you. This has been a lot of fun. And that will do it for this week's episode of Pivot. You can find more information about our guests in the show notes, along with our contact information for Pivot Discovery. We provide career services and specialize in helping people make a change to reframe their future. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps us get the word out about Pivot. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week with a brand new episode.